0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Mint City Soccer Show. I am one of your hosts, David Gussler, and I'm always here, I said it last week again, but I see you through Zoom, always good looking, co-host. He is not wearing a kit tonight, he I'm- is already making space in his closet, I can tell, for the new keeper kit, but the one and only Matt Swift. So Matt, how are you?
1: I am doing well, how about you, David?
0: I'm good, I'm good. I just got back from 7v7 soccer, and of course... We're undefeated as always, as I'm bluffing over here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it was good. It was good. I'm doing good. Um, you know, love to, you know, just talk to you about how things went in Atlanta, but uh, it's it's a nice Tuesday night and we're getting ready for New England week, but before we go into New England, Matt, you went down to Atlanta, so would love to pick your
1: brain and just see how things were in Atlanta. How How, how was it? Oh, it was a lot of fun. We had two buses uh, that we took down. Uh, the bus ride down was, was very, very fun. Uh, I got to meet some new folks on the bus, which was really, really nice. Um, yeah, and then we had a really nice tailgate, uh, amazing weather, uh, a lot of fun. It was my first time going to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, I've got to say, and I hate to say it, it, it is pretty awesome inside. Uh, but had a had a great day. Uh, got to hang out with uh Ryan Bailey and uh got to see Johnny Wakefield in person, which is always Wait. lovely. He's alive. <laughs> that he's is not correct. he's not a robot. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For those who don't know, about almost almost a year ago now, which is crazy. Uh Johnny was one of the original uh hosts of the show. So I'm glad to hear that he made his way down to Atlanta and hung out with you. And I know our producer behind the scenes, Corey Ensko, was down there as well. And um, I did receive a, a funny photo of Ryan Bailey sleeping on the bus. So it, I know you guys <laughs> left super super early. I think like at seven or eight o'clock after daylight saving. So I think you guys really left at like six
1: or seven o'clock in the morning. So yeah. how was that? Yeah, yeah, it was a very early mo- morning for everybody. And and Ryan was actually pretty smart to take a take a nap on the bus because <laughs> uh, it, it was a, it was a struggle on the way home for sure. He's a real pro. He know he knows what he's doing. That's right. So.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, heard, you know, I heard Mercedes Benz is a really cool stadium, you know, it, it, uh, is. Hate, it really is. Yeah. I hate that I wasn't there, but, um, heard the tailgate was fun. Yeah. Um, you know, we had two buses from mint city collective blue fury had a bus go down as well. Mm-hmm. So I think we had like what 150, 200 folks go down yeah, to I, I, I think at I'm least more than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, if you look on social, I know Matt Swift does a great job on social, but you can see some great photos and videos on Instagram and Twitter of what the section looked like. I know, um, people tagged us from different videos and photos, <laughs> yeah. so I, we, had, we had a lively bunch, and I did see, um, I know I wasn't there, but I did see on social some Atlanta fans were making comments of like, wow, Charlotte actually traveled pretty well.
1: Yeah, you know, I've been very pleased and impressed with uh, all the <coughs> all the traveling fans so far. Uh, you know, D.C. was a six-hour trip, uh, yeah. and we had a ton of people go up there for that, and, uh, and again, had a lot of people go. Uh, travel down to Atlanta so kudos to everybody and it 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 goes a long way in showing that we're we're passionate and that we're serious and it's just a lot of fun getting all those people together and and traveling going to go support support the team
0: well and and I think it was a pretty exciting game for the most part I know it it ended (laughs) not in the result that we wanted um which we'll we'll dive into here in a minute but you guys actually got to see um the very first goal in franchise history so I, I mean Tell me about that moment. What was that like inside the stadium?
1: Uh, it was it was it was amazing. I, I think it was a lot of emotions that you know we've we've had you know built up, and I, I got to be honest, th- there was a split second that I waited to cheer because I wanted to make sure <laughs> that it was actually uh, allowed. Uh, yep, yep. but, but for me, it was, uh, you know, pure elation and, you know, I had Johnny and Corey and, and Ryan Bailey right beside of me. So that was a pretty cool moment to be able to share that with him. And of course the whole, the whole section was bonkers. So, um, and, and really just so excited for Adam. Uh, I love that it was him. I love that it's a, uh, a guy from North Carolina. So just, just very special moment. Yeah,
0: I actually saw, I think, um. One of our members, Matthew Barbie, I think is his last name. Yeah, I'm he was sitting right behind me, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw his video yeah. and it got a, it, it got posted online on social. And I don't want to say it went viral, but there was a few folks who shared it. And I think MLS reached out to kind of potentially share it. And yeah. I got to see uh, Matt Swift's head and Johnny <laughs> Wakefield's head right there in front of the video. And um, it, it was great to see. I mean, I, we were watching it at Salud, me and my dad were, and just to salute erupted Mm -hmm. Um, we were were upstairs and where we've done many of episodes but uh, Jason the owner was downstairs working and he says something must have happened because the entire floor was shaking above him (laughs) Um, so he ran up the stairs and he poked his head and he's like oh did we score and we're like yeah 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 so um, it was it was awesome to see and awesome goal by Adam Uh, Mm -hmm. really really good thing so I I know we'll, we'll dive into that into the game but it was awesome to have a moment like that where you know, very first goal in franchise history. And um, while it didn't result in the draw that I think most of us felt we should have had there at the end, um, you know, it was still a wonderful moment, especially to have it happen in Atlanta and kind of cheer in front of all their fans too. It was, it was a lot of fun. But <laughs> we're still waiting for that one goal inside Bank of America, which I hope is to come for this weekend. For sure. <clears throat> so, would love to dive into Atlanta and really kind of you know, pick your brain a little bit about the first half there, Swift. So I, you know, for those listening last week, you know, you, you shared you, you bring a notepad, you have your your quail or your your pen. <laughs> you, you lick your pen and you you make your notes there in the stand. So um would love to know like what did Matt Swift see and what what were your thoughts from the first first half of a uh, against Atlanta?
1: Yes, it was an interesting uh, lineup. We were we were without um Jordi because he picked up a knock. And then we're also without Sergio Ruiz uh, because uh, something amazing happened in his life uh, him and his wife uh, were expecting and they they've had their kid so he he missed this match so big uh, big congrats to him and his wife that's that's very special um, and can't wait till he till he gets back but we were missing those two guys um, I will say the the first 30 35 minutes we were we were not great. Um, I think in that in that first half, um, Atlanta had eight corners. We only had two in possession. They had seventy percent possession, uh, which is not great either. Uh, no, yeah, and we just didn't had any. We, we didn't have any pressure on the ball. Um, and again, we saw that a little bit um, against LA, and also against LA, there were huge gaps in the midfield. Uh, so there were definitely some some problems there i i've said numerous times but the the that midfield pairing of TT Ortiz and alan Franco for me just doesn't doesn't cut it uh and for two games now those two are the the two lowest rated players on the field and that's according to the foot mob let's you know take that with a grain of salt but it's it is two games in a row that uh, at least for their ratings uh they've been two of the uh, lowest rated ones. Uh, I, I will say, and we'll get into the second half later. But Alan Franco looked a lot better in the second half, and I actually really prefer him uh, to stay on the field instead of Ortiz. But uh, for me, TT has not shown me enough to warrant him him starting. Uh, I don't know if you if you saw the same thing that I did in the first half with with those two and that midfield just really just getting stretched and just huge, huge gaps. And, and Brant was having to come up higher and cover. It just, it, it just was not working. What'd you, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I, I, um, at least from the TV broadcast, um, again, I was in salute taking copious notes, just like you were inside the Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> but, um, one thing you noticed already off the bat was, um, the past two weeks, it seems like right, against LA and DC, Miguel had a five, three, two, right? And this week it was, or this last week, it was more of a 4-3-3 or a traditional 4-3-3. So it seemed like he was trying something a little bit different from previous weeks. Um, And, yeah, I I don't want to rag on any player or anything like that. But, like, yeah, that midfield pairing of just TT and Franco in that first half just just did not work very well. And I think what you just shared there, like Atlanta having 70% of possession and us only having 30% in the first half, I mean, I felt it just watching watching the game on television. Mm-hmm. It was like Atlanta just was able just to control the middle of the field. They were just dribbling it up through the middle of the field, taking their sweet time. Um, was not feeling pressure really that much, and were kind of you know impeding their or impeding their will on us, right? They were ba- basically doing what they wanted to do. Um, and then, you know i I want to say like I, I felt bad for Brant because he, he's back there as that holding defensive mid almost and he's having to just basically sag back so much and then it just left that middle of the midfield just really wide open because Franco and TT just were not spacing well together and it just left the middle of the field really wide open as much as there was so I will yeah. say I think w- was it the first half that Carroll had a few chances up top um yeah, towards the end of the first half yeah
1: so, yeah I was going to get to that in, in a second yeah you're absolutely right
0: yeah so I mean I I definitely saw the same thing as you did I mean you know on television Possession was not great. Um, It did not seem like we were in a position to really kind of be competitive in this game. I hate to say that, at least in the first half, because it honestly, it kind of made me worried that it's like, oof. So we went from D.C. being unlucky to L.A. (laughs) being unlucky to now showing up in Atlanta and being not just unlucky, but really not not playing really well. And so, excuse me. And so I think what you're going to see is, I mean, as the, the game went on in that second half, Miguel made some adjustments, right? We'll get into that second half, but um, at least Carroll looked like it had, he had some possessions and some chances there in the first half with very little touches, but we'd love to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, for for Carroll, uh, you know, I, I thought he had a, a, a better game. Um, he had a an amazing uh, chance at goal in, the, in like the 39th minute. Uh, ben, ben, ben Bender played a beautiful ball in, and Swiderski just got ahead on it but just could not put it away. Uh, Brad Guzon made like a, a really good kick save. But yeah, for me, I mean, you, you have to bury that. Uh, when you're not getting a lot of chances, you're on the road. Uh, you've got to put that away. And he had another chance again in like the 42nd minute. minute uh, this time it was a ball in from the other side from McKenzie Gaines. Uh, this one was a little more difficult to handle, but again, you have to make the most of your chances. So uh, despite struggling that first half, um, probably should have scored. Now I will say Kalina kept, <laughs> kept us in the game that first oh half too. So yeah. uh, let's not make any mistakes about it. Uh, you know, Atlanta probably should have scored a couple there too. And, um I'll get to the person that uh, led to one of those chances <laughs> in a second. But, uh, yeah, do you have anything else with Swidurski? Yeah,
0: I mean, I would say, I mean, like, well, you, you hit you hit it with Carroll. Nothing really else to add on to that. Had a few chances there, uh, and those chances will come. I'm just happy that he's actually starting to put things on target and getting more looks because, um, really, this is only his second game because uh, right. he, you know, he missed D.C., and he's starting to get more significant playing time. I will say, like, one thing that we saw difference with this 4-3-3 lineup, and you, you hinted at it earlier, was with Reyna being out. Um, we, we had a little bit of a different winger look out there as well. So Ben Bender started his first official MLS match, our number one draft pick, um, and was able to play as kind of like that winger position with the opposite of McKenzie Gaines with TT and Franco in the center there. So mm-hmm. um, I thought Bender looked okay as a winger, like nothing nothing amazing or anything like that. You definitely can tell he has better, like, like I guess, foot skills and dribbling and being able to have more possession on the ball. But um, I thought he looked pretty pretty well they're at a winger position but they changed it up in the second half but yeah i i would say kalina is the other like shining star that we have at least within the past few games he really kept us in that in that first half like save after save uh um, oh yeah in some of those positions some of those we put him in some really bad spots um and he he kept us in it
1: yeah for sure uh i it, you know and back to back to ben um you can pretty much put him in any position except for maybe in the goal or uh, center back, and he's going to do yep. well. He, What I like about him is he has purpose and intent when he's on the ball, uh, and he's really good. I said this before. He's really good in tight spaces, but also, too, he's not afraid to take people on, and he's the reason why um, – you know, Swiderski had a really good chance, like I said um, yep. earlier. Um, I, I want Ben to take more people on and and take more risk like that because I think he can, with his speed, he's very deceptive, deceptive too, and he can get past people. Uh, my only concern is if he's going to play out on the wing like that and he is going to take people on and beat people to serve a ball in, it can't just be Swiderski up there by himself. Yep he needs yep. he needs more people crashing the box um, so that's the only thing I would I would I would say uh, about that but I thought Ben played amazing and and again like game after game he comes in he does well so I don't see how you keep him off the field and not start
0: well and, and you you touched on that a second ago with just like him having to cross the ball and only Swiderski there really the only one trying to service the ball right and get the ball of service to him but yeah. I think it was back to having TT like. Him being in that, if he's an attacking mid, he's he's a shorter guy. You can't rely on him to be able to go up and get the ball for you and attack in that way. And his spacing was just not again leaving that huge gap between the midfield and Carroll was not. It's not great, and I'm sure Carroll probably felt that a little bit where he's not getting service as much as he's used to.
1: Yeah, I, and, and we're still trying to figure out what's our identity. I I know we want to, but you know we want to play out the back. We want to keep possession, but we need to figure out: Are we going to go through the middle? Are we going to go out wide? Uh, and depending yep. on which one we do, uh, we need to have a a better game plan and better personnel on the field or the right personnel, I should say. Um, because, again, if, if we're going to go on the wings and serve balls in, again, it can't be Swiderski. I, I will say, again, he probably should have scored twice, but, you know, because he only had, I think, again, only 15 touches in the game. Um but when you get a chance like that, you, you have to bury that. There's, there's no way around it.
0: I, I will say just,
1: I'm, and I'm reading the tea leaves here,
0: just based Ooh. off our recent signings. I know, right. You like those, those yeah. analogies, right. Yeah. Um, but with us signing, signing, you know, Camille Joswiak, you know, oh, there you have. go. Those, those pretty yep. good, David. Hey, yes. Good you finally, can, finally, finally learning. So huh. it's only taken two years, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the, with us signing him specifically for that winger position, I think Miguel's really being intentional saying like, Hey, we want someone to be able to play the ball out on the sides and through the wing and have speed there. Um, and again, uh, you know, having him there with, um, Carol, having that already relationship there from pay- playing on the international team potentially should work well in our favor.
1: Yeah, that could be huge. Um, you'll probably see Ben move more inside. Um, and and I'm a, okay with that. Yeah. And, and again, like I, I wouldn't mind him replacing Ortiz at this point. And, 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 again, like, you know, it's the third game, you know, it, it takes a little bit for certain players to, to get going. Um, but again, when a player is hot, like Ben seems to be, it's hard not to, not to start him. So we'll see about that. Um, there is one player that has played really well up until this game. Uh, and that's Christian Fuchs. Uh, I, th- I think Christian has been amazing in those first two games and then in preseason. You really have been able to see his experience and his positioning on the field, but he should not be playing left back. Um, I don't know if that was a decision made because of Moore has been struggling or what the case is, but for me, I, I think Fuchs's best position is in that center-back pairing with uh, Carujo, and I think that's our best center-back pairing. Um, but we just saw Sunday Fuchs getting exposed a little bit, um, you know, tired legs. And he's one of those players too, that's not going to be standing around all day. And like, he's always going to be moving around, you know, getting himself in position to to receive the ball. So he's going to be tired at the end of the game. And when you're playing on the wing like that, that's a lot of extra work than it is just playing in in center back. So I I just think that he got a little exposed this game. Uh, He had a really bad giveaway in the first half that led to a, a Joseph Martinez chance and if if Martinez would have looked up and played the ball to the to the middle there was a guy wide open so that they probably should have scored there but I think Joseph had a, a really big eyes for the goal um, and so he ended up shooting, good save by Kalina but that, that could have been devastating right at the beginning of the game
0: I'm actually surprised that and I guess like ideal state I know um, you know Christian's not the fastest guy um, on the roster anymore, you know, he's still, True. Uh, he's still very good. I mean, let me tell you his vision and the, and the oh, balls, absolutely. except for that, except for that one pass, right. It's um, been really good. I'm I'm actually surprised. I know McCune is a really young player and is going to be, I think a future on this roster for us. I, I would not be upset if they brought Christian more in, if we continue to play that four back set put Christian at that left center back and have Mora there on that left back because Mora like mm-hmm. is good defensively. And if you're playing that left back, we're not asking you to go up as that wing back as much or as frequently. And I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked that we kind of kept that decision because you could definitely tell Atlanta was hey, honing in on Christian there and was like, Hey, we're going to keep, we're going to keep playing the long ball. And we're going to keep pushing it to this corner here to, to make you make these decisions.
1: Yeah. It, and so passing-wise, Fuchs didn't really have a good night either. Typically, he's a really good passer of the ball, but he was 22 for 38 passing, which is only 58%. And usually he's a a lot better there. Uh, But he was under a lot of pressure. I went back and and watched, uh, watched the game a couple times. But I watched Ben and Christian, and I watched them defensively. And they were having a hard time deciding whose man was who. And I think that led to a lot of problems. If, if you go back and watch the game, sure. watch those two. Uh, it, it's just, I, I think they had a hard time. And and again, towards, you know, we'll talk about the Sega half here in a little bit, but uh, there was Fuchs definitely got exposed uh, back there and just wore himself out. Um, well, but, and I, I think, I mean,
0: credit to, to Fuchs there, but like that's been Bender's first start as a mm-hmm. wing we're we're going to ask him to play out a position there and then you're going right. to expect him to be able to kind of help back and communicate yep. and work with with Christian where he probably hasn't played much on that side with Christian at all right. really that much yeah, yeah. right yeah. so you know communication was bound to not be as as keen as it potentially had been with uh Mora there earlier in the season
1: yeah and i mean that's kind of our our trouble side anyway right and and we have a player coming in that's going to be that more natural left midfielder. So that will hopefully alleviate some issues there. But, you know, and again, I, I still think we're still three games in still trying to figure out everybody. And I think Miguel's still trying to figure out what's his best 11. Sure. I, I, I'm not sure why he started McCoon I, I have no idea. Um, but again, I think our best center back pairing is Crujo and, and Fuchs. Um, that could change, of course. Um, but for me, that, uh, I'm not entirely sure why they moved him. To left back. I, I I will say though, we did have issues on the on the other side in the first half. Uh, McKenzie Gaines, who, who is certainly an offensive spark, he's fast and can beat players off the dribble. Again, had a really good ball into to uh, Swiderski, but defensively he left Jalen Lindsey exposed uh, mm-hmm. and left for dead a couple times. And and again, you know, Lindsey himself lets players get in behind him, and that's one of the things that I worry about him. Uh, and they, Atlanta had a field day on, on that, on that one side there, um, in that first half.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and not to belabor the point, and I'm, I'm just going to circle back a little bit with TT because you, you, you said it was, you know, we're still trying to figure out what works best, maybe get some players going. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of at the point now where it's, you, you kind of know that's my personal opinion because like you've had three games in Charleston, you had Charleston, Miami, Columbus, you've had dc, you've had la, and now you've had atlanta. so you've had almost six games not including preseason where they were already here in charlotte as well. and miguel and tt had that history previously at his, at, at another club. so like miguel should already know what he's gotten tt at this point. and if it's not working, you got you got to try something different. and i think ben has played himself into a position where you, you have to just go with the hot hand and put put him there instead potentially um, which I'm, I'm okay with because Ben's, Ben's a lot taller, has longer legs, and it could could be a little bit more physical there in that, that middle of the field, which is what we need.
1: Yeah, he's a really good passer of the ball. Uh, again, good in tight spaces. He, he's very dynamic. I, I've been very, very pleased with him. So, again, it's hard to not keep him on the field. And so who do you drop? Uh, I'm looking around, and I'm like, okay, T.T. Uh, Ortiz. Uh, I'd yep. rather have him off the field than Alan Franco at this point. So agree. Um, that's what I would do, but I'm not the coach. But um, let's let's talk about the second half because Miguel did make a uh, to his credit. He did make a make a change at halftime.
0: Yep. Which I think we were both clamoring for the past two weeks. Like that was our feedback. He must listen to the show, Matt. He <laughs> must he must really listen to the show and go. You know what? Those two guys really know what they're talking about. So that's exactly um, you know, it. Yeah. So past yeah. two weeks we've been we've been criti- <laughs> and You can say criticizing a little bit. Where sure. You know his his subs have been. Late in the game, 75th, 79th minute, 85th minute, etc. But um, at the start of this game, you had two subs take place and you had uh, Harrison Awful come on to the field, mm-hmm. uh, f- debut match for Charlotte FC. Um, and you had Adam Armour come on mm-hmm. um, to the field as well. And so TT Ortiz got subbed off. Ben Bender went from that left wing to more of a center uh, center mid. And then uh, Harrison Awful was more uh, on the right hand side and, and Mackenzie Gaines got subbed off, right? So it when when I saw that, I'm not gonna lie, when I saw those subs come on, I was like, What in the hell are we doing? Because we're we're gonna take off our, our one winger that we naturally have on the roster right now, we're gonna put a, a halfback in. <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like um our fullback, you know, and, and be able to have this player play out of position as a right mid potentially. But I mm-hmm. think you we were talking, you know, off the show earlier, but that it seemed like the formation changed a little bit from a traditional four Four three three to almost like a four one four one, which makes a little bit more sense with Adam and Harrison there. But um, interested to know what your thoughts were with that formation change and the subs when you first saw that.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know I'm not in Miguel's head, but you know you. What do you mean? He listens to the show. (laughs) I I, you know I'm I'm thinking that again. You you look at Ortiz and his spatial awareness is. I don't think that great. And plus he was on a yellow car too. So that may have had something to do with it as well. Sure. So you take him off, you know, Ben's been playing well, you move him in and you bring in Harrison awful. Uh, at first I, I was like, why in the world is Harrison (laughs) awful playing in that, in that role? But it, it made sense at at, at the time and it, and it worked for for a little bit for uh, the
0: first 15 minutes it, it was I was like oh my god what is this magic that's happening
1: yeah and the, the reason why that move was made is atlanta uh, Goodman on that side was just having a field day against us and so putting Uh, Someone that has some like defensive prowess over there was able to pin pin him back because he he was a problem all night. So I I think that's why that was made. And also too, uh, you know, uh, the other side, the other side too. You just had to get some um, some help for those uh, left backs and, and right backs there. So I think that's why that that change was made. And again, Ortiz on a yellow card makes it easy. I do. Uh, Franco had a yellow card too, though. So, but again, it could be multiple and then Brant, things. Then
0: Brant got a yellow card there in the second half as well.
1: Brant should have got a second yellow card. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, <laughs> Brant, we he, love you. Yeah. He, uh, you know, there's no way around it. I was looking when uh, when that foul happened. I was like, oh boy, he's gone. Uh, but mm-hmm, he, so he mm-hmm. got a little lucky. I think he would he would agree too. You know Rebecca's sitting there
0: probably yelling at him on through the TV or there in the stands, <laughs> like Brant, shut up! Just it's fine, just shut up. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I was actually the first. Like it was like night and day though, because like you said, like Atlanta had seventy percent possession, had eight corners, had more shots on goal in that first half, and we made that sub and we mm-hmm. changed the formation a little bit, and it was just like boom, something just clicked. Like and, and I think that was good for the guys to see possession passing not losing the ball instantly right off the first of the half. Yeah. Um, credit to Harrison Awful because, like, he did seem to do some good things. I will say, like, you could see the difference on his touch and passes a little bit there at the first part of the second half compared to McKenzie Gaines. But, you know, he's not going to sit there and, you know, outrun a guy like McKenzie Gaines could do. Um, but yeah. I, I was I was happy with it, especially the very first part of the, the second half.
1: Yeah, that worked out a little bit. I, I, again... Her- as
0: as the half went on, I definitely did not see the value in it, but yeah, it 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 helped the very very first part, it, which it, seemed to give us a spark.
1: Yeah, well, it solidified that that middle of the field, right? And that's where we were really struggling. We just needed a little Correct. more more structure there. Uh, and Ortiz has this thing where he roams around the field. Um, oh, I mean, but, I saw him on the left hand side, the yeah. right hand side, like all over the place. So. It, and that's, I mean, he's he's your number ten, and he's your play playmaker. So he has to, he's trying to get himself in position to get the ball and, and make plays. But you know, that's when Franco and and Bronico and even your left and right midfielders have to understand that and have to communicate well so they can cover for him. Yep. But but right now his, like I said, I've said it a, a thousand times now, his spatial awareness to me is is not not the best, and I just haven't seen any anything all that great. And and I'm sure it will change and he's going to have good games and he'll prove me wrong. And I I hope he does. But right now I, I just, I'm not seeing what I would like to see out of our number 10. If he scores the game-winning goal against New England next week. We're does. all gonna be out here. We'll be does. here all singing his praise. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I hope he. I hope he does. And, and like I said, sometimes it takes players a little bit to uh, get into it and and understand where everybody's gonna be. And and I'm. I feel like you know he had to play in a weird position in DC. I'm, I'm sure he's trying to really figure out like where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? What's <laughs> right. my role here? Right. So. Um. Yeah, we can we could talk about um McCoon making a very stupid mistake next if you'd like. <laughs> so I saw it from the
0: TV side. Yeah. So would love to know what you saw in the stadium and, and like what's your initial thoughts when you
1: saw that PK called. Well, we were pretty high up, so it looked very soft to me from where we were uh, and then watching again on TV it, it's it's soft it's such a stupid foul to but make. It, yeah, as a defense it's not needed you extend your arm and when you do that you're going to get yep. you're going to get called for that Net, so it's very
0: very silly you you as a as a center back in the box you are never supposed to extend your arm if you, especially if you're in the box just because yep you know guys are going to fall and they're going to flop. And, yeah, it, it was 100% soft, but it was also the correct call because McCoon should never even gotten himself into that situation yep. to begin with. Um, oh. And, you know, when it came to the PK, you know, at least Kalina guessed the right way. He was so close to getting it. Um, I hated that, Joseph, that was his his goal for the game. But, you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, um, and and that was that happened against the run of play too, because we were playing really, really well, and I, I think that's yes. something that's been happening to us quite a bit. So that's something that me we we definitely want to be mindful of. And if you look where that foul was, McCoon had to cover for yep. Fuchs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it you know you get you got to be smart, and definitely when you're <laughs> when you're in that position, just don't you know, don't try to forearm somebody. Um, Correct. So yeah, so you know, we find ourselves down one to nothing, but then six minutes later, uh, history was made. Yeah. So um, for those who have not heard the WFNZ call, I really
0: suggest you go oh, back and listen to it's so good. Will <laughs> Will and Jess's call from the game. It's so much better than the FS one uh call, by the way, mm. who even said it was the wrong player, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, oh. corner kick, Ben Bender being able to just beautiful, beautiful cross right there where it needed to be. Um, And Adam Armour was able to head the ball, uh, lower left-hand corner, and was able to get the first goal in franchise history. So that's when your section full of Charlotte Mm. FC supporters went nuts, right?
1: Absolutely bonkers. And I I can verify that Heidi did not fall. She was sitting in front of me. She did not (laughs) fall over any chairs, did not get hurt. Uh, she stayed up. Did right. she have
0: her helmet on? Though? She did not did have she? her
1: helmet on this time. <laughs> uh, she's she's a pro now. Um, yeah, so it was it was bonkers. Uh, I, I loved it, and you know, Adam's not the the tallest player, but it's about getting yourself in uh, in a good position, and you know, been able to play a a good ball in. And uh that was that was hard to get a lot of power on that. He didn't get a ton of power on it, but he put it in a in a good spot. I think Brad got a little bit of a hand on it, but it was just yeah. it was out of his reach. It, it
0: really seemed like momentum changed after that too. Like it seemed like the rest of the second half yeah. was was I I like I don't know. Like in Salute and watching the game, I was like, Oh, we've got this. Like we it's a draw, but I, I feel like we yeah. could win this game now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think there was a little bit of uh, of relief, um, mm-hmm. and just getting that monkey off our backs. Um, and yeah, like we didn't park the bus after that, and you know, I've seen some people say, "Oh, well, you know, we we press too much," but I I, I think that's what you have to do against a team like Atlanta. If you if you sit back and let them come at you, they're gonna make you pay. They you know they have uh, amazing players. Uh, you know, they have Joseph Martinez, one of the best uh, goal scorers in the league. So you can't just sit back and just let them come at you. You have to, you have to, you know, push up and, and, and fight back and, and go for it. And when you have momentum and you're on the road, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I would rather lose like that than, um, than not. So I don't know. I like that that, that we kept pressing to try to, to try to get it.
0: Yeah, I, I was okay with it as well, honestly. like It seemed like we had momentum. The players had confidence there. Um, we had more shots on goal after that. Mm-hmm. It seemed like we owned, owned mm-hmm. possession. I think the final possession of the game was like 60-40 or 55-45, something like that. Um, but uh, Maybe maybe not that much, but the fact that we were able to make that much significant ground up from possession from the first half of 70-30 mm-hmm. um, shows that we that we dominated the second half in terms of a possession from that point of view. So. I was okay with it. Uh Kalina still kept us in the game cuz I know he made some really amazing saves continued throughout second half to kept us in into that. Um yep. and then you know, we had 6 minutes of stoppage time. 7 minutes. It was officially 6, but it continued. No,
1: it was, no, it, was it was 7. We had 7 minutes of oh. stoppage time. They scored in the sixth minute of that. So that's time. what it is. You're right. 7 minutes. Absolute horseshit, by the when way. Is, when is, I'm going to tell when, you that now. Right when is now? the
0: last time that you saw seven minutes of stoppage time? I, I can't... And the thing is, like, Atlanta had one guy get hurt, but it wasn't
1: seven minutes worth yeah. of stoppage time. That's, like, I could not believe that. Yeah, and it's, you know, whether it's one minute, seven minutes, you, you still have to defend. You still have to be yep. aware. And we just... I, 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 I cannot explain... It, you know, I've I've gone back and look at it. Harrison Awful should have shut down the ball so it wasn't crossed over. Fuchs took a horrible angle on the ball, couldn't recover, had to make a huge run downfield, and then uh, I, that I don't bad luck know. again, man. It it just yeah, I, and you know he makes a a simple cut back, shoots the ball goes off McCoon, and and again, I, I tweeted earlier, I mean, we've had six goals against, and, you know, is it, there's been one goal from the run of play that's legit, and that goal is, like, going to be part of, like, the goal of the year nomination. Uh, so it's been pretty absurd. We've been, just been so unbelievably unlucky with, with things, and that, I mean, that one really stung. Like, both teams deserved a point, uh, but I, I don't think Atlanta deserved a win. I don't, I'm not saying that we did, but to lose like that, that that stings quite a bit.
0: You definitely saw the players feel it too, man. I don't yeah. know if you noticed on the field, but like, oh, yeah. I know, J- I think Jalen or a few other players like, literally just like <laughs> they fell on their knees because yeah. like, they knew it too. They were like, it's, they we're at six minutes of seven minutes of stoppage time. Yeah. Their, their knees were tired. They're frustrated. They finally scored a goal. They dominated that second half. And then, to lose that way. I mean it sucks. Truly sucks. But I mean I'm I'm happy we at least pressed and tried to win, but yeah. it sucks to lose that way.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think we overpressed. I don't think we just went no, all no, no. out or yeah. anything like that, but uh, but again, um I I felt like we were trying to hold on those last couple of minutes and just uh, just turned off. We weren't looking around, we didn't close down and just got just got called out again, um, and unfortunately, it was it was Fuchs. I mean, you could tell he was like super tired and 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 oh, look, yeah. He, yeah. Again, he has played absolutely amazing so far this season. I love that he's every on the minute team. so far. Yeah, and um, again, when you're playing that position, it's different than playing center back. And I, I'm, again, I don't know why he was playing left back uh, maybe we'll find out later but um, yeah Jake uh, Mulraney was the was the goal scorer got the ball and just made a simple move cut inside and hit it off McCoon so
0: you, you tweeted this out earlier but I just want to highlight this just because it, it was a good point but um, Atlanta's recent signing mm-hmm. their DP yeah made his premiere or first start, or not first start, even just like his first minutes, correct? Right. Yeah. In this game, yeah. and he's missed the past two games. Yes. Yeah, missed so, the first half.
1: Yeah. So, so, and and I made a point to saying that because I I, I get that people were very s- frustrated with uh, Swiderski missing the DC game because of the the visa issues and everything and having to get that all sorted out and. I could see how that seemed like, oh, the front office is not doing their job. How is this not cleared up and yada, yada, yada. And, and we even talked about it before. Like, you know, there were some other players on other teams that, you know, like I think like Douglas Costa for L.A., he was able to play. But there are multiple teams with multiple players that had this same issue. And, uh, you know, Almeida is a, is a record signing. But even him and even Atlanta, who is a well order, old machine you know they had problems and yeah their their major signing missed their first two games Uh, they could have really used him against Colorado uh when they lost three to nothing so I just wanted to put some perspective there because things are not always what it seems and yes we should be critical when when we should and and question things but I I made a point to put that out there but like hey look it's not just us um and, and I'm sure our staff is doing everything they can. Sometimes just, you can't help it. So. Yeah,
0: I just thought it was an interesting point to share.
1: Just because, you
0: know, after two games or after three games, some folks were, the world is on fire. The world is ending, you know, when I came to the club. So.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think, and, and I don't think it's, I don't want to call it an overreaction, but there's an accumulation of things. I think people are are taking into consideration, right? Some possible missteps, uh, but, again, I'd like to put some things in perspective, and, and people are going to probably get frustrated with me and think I'm just always taking up for the team. But, like, Camille Josiak should already be on our team and should already be playing. We agreed to terms for him, and then Wayne Rooney being the bonehead that he is. Sorry, Trey, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> I know he's a big uh, Man United fan. And also also Jay for his DC time. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> Wayne decides to play Camille in the next game and he gets hurt. And that's, again, we talk about luck. I mean, that's about as unlucky as you can get. So that delayed him coming in. We actually were like, all right, we'll 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 move away from him. But you can't help things like that. And then the the, nope. the Darwin uh, matches thing, like I, I, I get people were frustrated with that. But again, like. You don't expect your players to, to get in a bar fight, and you don't expect them to run into legal trouble. Again, that's out of out of the team's hand. You can make a case that hey, they should have known about that and should just moved away quicker, and that is rightfully so. But again, like it, just so many things have been out of our hands and just just unlucky. I just want to make sure people have some type of perspective here because I believe if if even if we have Camille. I don't know if a lot of these criticisms or, you know, would come. Uh, I could be wrong, but um, yeah. But he, you know, we went back in for him. He's going to be here, and I think ready in probably like mid-April. So, and again, we've played three games. In this, we're an expansion team. There's going to be some missteps. It doesn't matter who it is. LaFC, Atlanta. They, they've all had missteps. So just try to be a little, little patient uh, with with the whole process here. Yeah. Well, on that note, you said like process, only
0: three games Mm -hmm. looking ahead. Who do we play next? New England revolution. So supporter shield winners from last year Um, had a snow game last week, (laughs) which uh, (laughs) seemed the players were not a big fan of that. Um, You know, I I think we're going to I'm going to do a little teaser here, but I think we're going to do another episode again this week or something live to talk through and break down new England. Um, but just brief overview, how are you feeling heading in, you know, this week with new England, anything that fans should look out for as as they head into Saturday,
1: new England is very good. Uh, (laughs) I, if they weren't playing CCL tomorrow against Pumas, I'd be even more worried, but, um, With them playing tomorrow and then having to turn around and play Saturday, that makes me feel a little better. But I had them winning MLS Cup this year. Uh, It was a huge letdown last year. They were so unbelievably good, and then just, you know, went the pieces in the in the playoffs and end up uh, losing out early. Uh, But I think they they win it this year. They're just super talented. They have Josie Altador coming off the bench now, which is frightening. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. We'll go a little more in depth with with that, but um, I would really like to score at home and really have a good showing here. If we lose to New England, I'm not going to be overly upset, but I would really like to win one at Bank of America. I would
0: really love to have a goal celebration since I missed it last week in Bank of America. Yeah. And have a win. That would be amazing. And I I think that's going to help us a little bit. And I don't want to ever say that we beat a team when they're gassed or, you know, injured. But having New England play in the CCL and then literally fly down here three days later and play here in Charlotte, I think it's going to help us potentially, depending on what they do. Because. I bet New England really wants to win that game against Pumas. So
1: Yeah, this I mean they're they're up three three oh and uh aggregate. So they might be able to rest some folks, but I, I think they really do want to to win that and move on. So it'd be interesting to see who they start in that match. I'll be watching that tomorrow for sure to get a better idea. Um but yeah, I I, I really I, you know, I, I think we're starting to figure out our lineup. We're getting better. We're getting all of our pieces in place. We're going to keep improving, uh, but it may take a little more time. So uh, this New England game, I'd really like to see how we do against a super strong team like that. So far, I think we've we've been good. We've just been very unlucky. And 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 look, you know, DC's pretty decent. LA is really good. Um, Atlanta's going to be good. Um, so we've had some good tests, but this one's going to be this one's going to be pretty big. Yeah,
0: I think we even said it two or three weeks ago. This these first four games are going to be really tough. Yeah, for and sure. Would would not have been surprised yeah. losing them. And we would have been happy with some draws thrown in there. But yeah, um, you know, I, I think New England's going to be a really tough test, and I would be really, I would be really happy if we can score a goal and walk away with a draw at the bare minimum. Win would be ideal, but um, you know, if we can walk away with three points. <laughs> If, you know, if I—I I mean, honestly, like if you think about it, and we can we can dive into this on the New England game, but if I if I just said a month ago, DC, LA, Atlanta, New England, no matter who you play, you're going to walk out of there with three points out of those first four games as an expansion club. Would you been okay with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. So well, there you go.
0: So New England, this is it, guys. You got to get you got to get some points from New England. So
1: yeah, and it's it's a long season. I know that we're you know second to last in the Eastern Conference, but you know a win. Would go a long way in moving us up. I mean, you know, Columbus is in first and they have seven points. So, um, so, not to I'm say not, that we're going to be battling for no. first. I'm not saying that, but you know, just uh, again, some perspective very early you on guys, in the season. So you guys all heard it here. First, Matt Swift says we're <laughs> battling for first. So,
0: uh, um, so I'm, Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Cause there's, there's some player news that's been going on around on Twitter and on the internet and we're sure. talking about it on Slack. Okay. But, Speaking of Columbus, they sure. have a player that might be available. Hmm. So Zardis, would you be interested if you're Charlotte to get him on this team?
1: Um, no. Why? I, I say I say that because we already have those pieces in place. We need other pieces. Now, before maybe we sign Carol, sure. Uh, but we have those pieces in place. Uh, Am I happy with those pieces? Uh, Swiderski, I'm good with. Rios, that's a wait and see for me. Uh, I kind of scratched my head about that signing, but, you know, we need depth. But I I think we really need some other pieces. Um, So for me, and it depends on how Zardes would come in, I'd have to lean more towards no. I don't know.
0: I'm with you. I would say no. Yeah. Just like, I I I know some folks were saying on Twitter that they'd be okay with a one-year, two-year deal kind of type thing with him. Sure. Uh, I mean, again, if he's not DP, DP level money, we've got, you know, Tam Gam, whatever, whatever the hell. We've got money out there to spend. Why not, potentially, as just a depth piece coming off the bench, et cetera, right? Um, I mean, because, you know, think about it. Carroll's going to have international break here in a little bit. He's going to have to go back to Poland. You know, we're going to need somebody up top, so... Could be a play to have someone to come in and give depth for that week or two where he's going to be gone.
1: Well, Zardes may be on break too. Uh, I'm not really sure where he's going to be fitting in going forward in these last uh, few qualifiers. And, and that's the thing. Like, I don't. With, with the Zardes, it's like. I don't want him on the rosters. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so you don't want him on the U.S. roster, right? So correct, why would you want correct. him on your
0: on your club team? Because we'll be playing Cincinnati. So I think I think that's okay. you you basically just want him for one game i just want to just can we do that can
1: you do that mls can you sign a one a one week rental no jesse is a kind of a maddening player for me he he has a horrible first touch one that's (laughs) very frustrating to me but then he can go on a on a hot streak and and score a lot of goals um he he has some instinct in front of the net and can get you some of those loose ball goals, and, and kind of like a chicharito in in a way. I'm not comparing those two, but you know, just always kind <laughs> of finding themselves in front of a goal and like, you know, shot my like Ooh, my bounced. foot,
0: my foot just bounced off the yeah, like off my oh, foot. there's this, a goal.
1: The ball just bounced off my face into the net. Okay, great. Um, so <laughs> totally yeah, for meant me, to do that. Uh, he, you know, he's inconsistent, and I think he drives everybody crazy because of that. So I, again, like if we didn't sign. Swiderski, yeah, I, I think I would, you know, for a year, absolutely. Uh, plus, people would get excited about that that signing, but uh, there's definitely fans that love it him would and definitely fans that hate him. So I was going
0: to say, I think it would be a really mixed bag with that one. So, um, yeah, so I, I guess we'll, we'll kind of transition to kind of like what's ahead for this week. And so for those who are Mint City Collective members, you know, we had a tailgate for L.A., tailgate again is happening this Saturday. Um, really cool tailgate partner we have this week, is sweet lose barbecue. So have you ever had, never had them before Matt?
1: I have not actually.
0: They are amazing. So they're, they're located in the Belmont neighborhood right outside of Charlotte near Noda. Um, and they're actually featured in one of the videos by the team. So I think it was, uh, was it the kit release? I can't remember what it was, but they, they, they were featured in one of the videos and uh, they're going to be our, our tailgate sponsors. They're going to be out there slinging some barbecue for folks. They so got brisket, pulled pork sandwiches, et cetera, um, for our members. So if you haven't signed up for Mint City Collective, A, why have you not done that? But then B, um, sign up, get a discount on the food heading out to this weekend for the tailgate. And I will just do a quick plug because it just came out today. We have a brand new scarf, Matt. So I know you love your kits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ordered the new scarf yet? Oh, yeah. Good. Good. I have two. <laughs> so yeah, it to be in really nice. It's fine so um i I will say for those who are looking for that scarf make sure you order online there's a promo code in our slack where you can pick it up on saturday um for the match nice what are you gonna get you're gonna get barbecue sandwich gonna get brisket what are you gonna get
1: um i love barbecue but i really love brisket so that's probably Mm. what i'll do there you go
0: yeah i i'm I love brisket, but tailgate scenario, I'm gonna go with the sandwich just because it's better, it's better finger food. I can walk around with it a little bit better. So Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. It'll
0: be good. So cool. Well, um, anything else looking forward to the tailgate um heading into New England week, Matt, from your perspective?
1: No, yeah, just looking looking forward to the to the tailgate. Um oh, do you wanna talk about the the Tifo and if people are interested in all that stuff?
0: Yeah, so um, good good, good shout there because I know Brandon Lewis and the TIFO committee would probably kill us if we didn't plug them some more. So um, we do have the TIFO in process for the New England week. Cannot disclose what it is. It's secret, top secret. I don't even know what it is. Um, but if you are curious, you want to know what it is, you have to volunteer to help paint it. Mm-hmm. So they're doing um, some shifts this week, I believe Friday of this week. If you want to sign up, uh, they have different times where you can paint. Um, but they're gonna be painting our tifo for New England, and I, from what I hear, it's gonna be really cool.
1: Yeah, and, and one thing I'd like to tell people too. Uh, I had a conversation with someone, someone on the bus on the way down to um, Atlanta. So you do not have to be an artist. You do not oh, have to. You're, you don't. You don't have to design anything. It's already designed, and they they'll have it like gridded off. So basically, it's almost like a paint by numbers type of thing are designed by numbers so you know you get like a little section you work on that section you and all we need is bodies to come help uh it would just make things a lot easier a lot faster and again i think we talked about this before the more people that come the quicker these can get done the bigger they can be Uh, and we want to make these very special and and magical and uh, we're doing this for you know, all the fans out there and we want them to be proud of it. So, um, you can, you can put your stamp on it by coming and volunteering. Yep.
0: If I can paint between the lines, anyone can paint between the lines. So (laughs) I, I did that for the first one and I was actually shocked how, I don't want to say easy because it was a lot of work, but it was easy work if we just had enough people to do it. So sign up, reach out on Slack, reach out to any of us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever works for you. Reach out to us, and we'll get you the contact information. Matt's nodding his head yes, because he loves if you reach out to, through Snapchat to him. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> we do not have a Snapchat, by the way.
0: <laughs> so make sure you reach out, and we'll get you connected with the right folks so you can join us in pink. So um, But yeah, on that note, I look forward
1: to seeing you Saturday, Matt Swift. Yeah, should be fun. At no- like I said, we may try to do a twitter space twitter live what twitter whatever um maybe (laughs) maybe thursday yeah
0: breaking down new england we might have a special guest or two jump on give us their insight and their perspective yeah don't want to don't want to lead it on too much because because we don't know who it is (laughs) Because we (laughs) don't know who it is yes (laughs) yes so we'll 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 share it once we once we confirm it but um breaking down new england giving more in-depth analysis of being able to say what to expect come saturday so Um, be on the lookout, follow us on, on Twitter. Um, you'll be able to see us live. It's not going to be on video, but you'll be able to hear Matt's soothing voice live and myself. So really looking forward to it. Um, but on that note, Matt, have a good rest of the night and I'll see you Thursday and folks don't forget to rate, subscribe and share all these wonderful episodes and we'll see you here soon. See you
1: guys. Bye.